It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Surge Cast, Season 3, Episode 17, presented by Primax Hockey and DraftKings. And we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis, and I'm back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yes, Bailey's uh, back. Uh, we missed her on the last episode before uh, I went on vacation. Of course, we had Colin from Home Eyes Advantage joining us. Thank uh, you for filling some very big shoes, Colin. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got it got so long that Cat had to leave, and yeah, me and Colin finished the last like hour together, and that just was a whole nostalgia trip for the last <laughs> half hour to an hour of that podcast. But people seemed to like it, so it was. Colin's awesome. always a great one. So oh, always I, I a great one. If if my spot's gonna be filled by anybody, I'm glad it it could be him. Yes, so. big shout out to him. <laughs> um Kat unfortunately is not with us today. She had a very busy day dog sitting for her parents and whole bunch of other if things. If you guys she... have not seen her dog yet, start spamming her on Twitter to show pictures of her parents' dog. It is the cutest thing in the world. It is. Um, so we, I, I'm giving her a break for this one because that, <laughs> that dog is adorable. It is. So, yeah. So she will be here with us today, but she'll be back for the next episode, hopefully next week. But I guess we'll see how this... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the Hurricanes are back. She's a season ticket member, so we're really going to have to figure out our, our – it's not like the summer where it's like, hey, let's just record on Sunday. because Hey, when are not, you guys not working? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, it's like, when are you guys not working? Or, hey, Kat, when are you, when are you not going to a Canes game for as a season ticket? So, <laughs> back for the next episode. So, yeah, so we're kind of throwing it back to just me and Bailey for most of the season, too. And it's been – we were just talking about this. It's been a bit since it's been yeah. – you know, just the two of us. So. Yeah, yeah, just the two of us. Um, <laughs> we can make a different child. Oh, and that's all the karaoke you guys are going to get. Hope you, <laughs> hope you appreciate that. I'm just, I can't wait for Fancy Duck Boys to have a field day with that one. Oh so. God, I'm waiting um, for the sound bite. <laughs> oh, it's it's. If Jules is involved, she can pull any sound bite and make it very interesting. I'm. I'm I went for the next Jordan Martin dancing video is just us in the background <laughs> doing the karaoke for it. It's just like the surge cast. Oh, God. oh gosh, it's going to happen now. I just put in there. You're, you're manifesting it. Guys, get on it. Anyway, yeah, I mean, we have uh, some interesting things to talk about today. We're going to try to keep this episode a little shorter than normal. Yeah, um, so for Howie and all of them, it's not going to be 10 hours. It's you're welcome. Be... We're doing it just for you. So, <laughs> also, well, also for also, our sanities. Yeah, Since, I like, need to get to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's as we're recording, it's 10 o'clock on Sunday night because we were supposed to wait for Cat and everything happened. So, 
things happen. So it's a little bit later than we thought. So when you are listening to this, it will be Monday. Uh, and luckily the Hurricanes will still have one more day off before they face Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday to end this road trip <laughs> that they've that they've we been have on. to talk about it. Well, I mean, there were some bright spots. There are some things we do have to talk about. I mean, I know when we had Colin on well, on the 13th, I did kind of predict the Hurricanes have to get at least eight out of a possible 12. I'm hoping we get six out of, out of 12 and just call it a day. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's been I one said, of those road trips. We Well, well, it doesn't help, too, that you know, we, you're already going into the road trip without Svechnikov because he's still in his yellow con- no-contact jersey. I think from what Walt said today, I think they're looking at Monday when this episode is out in the morning. They're going to look at how he's feeling and they're going to test him out again to see if he's ready to go for Tampa. If not, maybe not if we get if we get Svetch back for Tampa though too. We've got Sebastian Ajo, who we got for what two games before uh, we, for this road trip before he was injured. What's the th- I thought we had him for Anaheim too. Did yeah. we have him for Anaheim? Okay, so three games. Um, oh no! Oh no! No, yeah, because he missed the last three games. So yeah, he because he was missing for San. No, no, was it San Jose? He missed. He missed. Yeah. So yeah, he missed he, San so Jose. Got, he missed Seattle, and then he missed Colorado. Yeah. So we had him for three games so far this season, and it was the back to back against the Ducks and the Kings. Yeah. So and that's about it. And then Freddie, An- and then Freddie Anderson gets hurt against the Sharks. A tad over five minutes into the game, he missed it's the last all two. but confirmed. It, and dude, dude looks so dazed going off of the ice. It if it's not a concussion, it's definitely some sort of head trauma. And it, it I mean, he, uh, wishing all the best for him. Yeah, yeah. He and of course he has a record of concussions too, so that's going to be the one thing I will say. You guys touched on it with you touched on it with Colin. He did not get injured during the Colorado game because he did not play in the Colorado game. So there is that bright spot to look at. <laughs> I thought I thought you did get her in Colorado though, because that was no, no, was, no. But that's what I'm saying. This time, this year. Oh, this he did, time. He oh. did get hurt in Colorado because he wasn't. He, yeah, but he didn't get hurt this time because he wasn't playing. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then. On top of all of that, oh, not yeah, only dog, are we missing Spatch, not only we're missing uh, Aho and Freddie, but it was announced 30 minutes before the Colorado puck drop that Brett Pesci would not be playing due to a lower body injury, um, which yeah. all but confirmed a 12 6 uh, starting lineup. Yeah, honestly, I think, games, was, so. I think it was already going to be a 12 6. It was just who was your last defensive pair going to be? And that's fair. But that kind of solidified all of that and made that so, like, hey, I don't care who you were planning on le- scratching as your seventh defenseman. Sorry. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. Um, uh, well, but, well, we, well, we do have to give a big shout out to uh, Callahan Burke, though, for his yeah her, his Hurricanes debut against the against Colorado, and he's absolutely the first, and he's the first ever Hurricane to uh, wear sixty eight in franchise history. So, surprisingly enough, we have our first ever. Well, I mean, it's not surprising because there's a bunch of numbers that haven't been used up for the Hurricanes, but right to get your, to get your first sixty eight out of the way is pretty solid. Yeah, so the thing. See a Hurricanes nine in franchise history. I will tell you that much because franchise wise, Gordy Howe's numbers retired, so they count that for the Hurricanes too. So you'll never see a red nine 
on the ice for the Hurricanes. So that's probably the only number you'll never see, which is eh, yeah. it, it kind of stinks. It would be kind of cool to see what I'm not. lucky number. Absolutely, it stinks. Well, but, oh, well, well, my first ever Hurricanes jersey was right after they won the cup, and it was a custom with my name and nine on the back because no one wore nine as a kid. I don't know why. Growing up, oh, yeah, you know, that's a thing. Only Gordy Howe. It's yeah, fine. You know, that, that's a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> Only you know, that oh, guy. You know, you know, just, just that guy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. Injury. I feel like the injury was. bug has really gotten off to a big start, and it hasn't just been for us either, too. No. Like, a well, lot I mean, of other teams are dealing uh, with this kind of thing, too. McDavid's out. One to two weeks. Uh, I think it was uh, Andre Burkowski's going to be out six to eight for the Kraken. That's yep. Maybe Paul Rawski would get finally get his chance in the NHL. Oh, can you imagine? <gasps> I know I know Sasquatch over there up there in Seattle will lose his mind getting that guy, <laughs> getting that guy in with the fact of how the crack. I didn't it. even <laughs> think about that. Oh my god. Yeah. It, yeah. So and then of course um Line is out for one to two weeks after his that hit from Anderson, though. Anderson. Did Rasmus. you see that they appealed it? The NHL Players Association appealed that four-game suspension. Dude, it's like, like, what do you want more? I know the Jackets fans all over Twitter are not happy about it, though. No, just... I feel like this is one of the only suspensions got... in like recent years where more than half of what you see on Twitter or mm-hmm. who you see on Twitter commenting on it is in unison on what this guy deserves. Yeah. That like some people, some people were guessing three. I, I even said it should be four, but I won't be surprised if it's only two. And I was surprised it did get four. So I predicted, I predicted four. He okay. Got good four. for you. Hey, yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, 60% of the time it works every time. So if you, if you know, you know, you can box just, right twice a day, I guess if you make that many, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's the injury bugs everywhere. Everyone's getting it. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, if you look at the standings too, the standings are absolutely bonkers right now. Oh yeah. Like, Teams you would thought would never be where they're supposed to be. Like, okay, the Flyers are at the top, the Jackets, the Red Wings are leading the Atlantic. Like, the amount of conversations that Andrew and I had about that this weekend. <laughs> He's just sitting there. It's it's four one. What? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely decimated the Senators. Which mm-hmm. I feel bad for Chris and Claire and those guys because oofdus. That was just. I mean, I mean. I mean, hey, at least one person I know was happy about that win. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Debrinkin and Larkin are absolutely going off for them right now. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's it's weird. Like, yeah, it's just where certain teams are playing well. Other teams you thought would be doing okay are kind of struggling. The injury, bu- injury bug's hitting everyone. And, like, for me, it's like if we have to get the injury bug, okay, let it be the first road trip of the season. At least yeah. get out of the way now instead of, yeah. like, Svechnikov in March and Tavo for like a good few games in the playoffs and Max Petrie for the whole season. So it's just, you you, you hate to see it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, what can you really do? Right. So that it's, it's just one more thing we have to learn to navigate this season because there's plethora of other things with people new to the system, trying to learn how everything works and, 
Oh it, my gosh. That's been I, I, my are you, ready, are you ready to dive into that? Because let's, I, know that's... Let's, I mean, hey, we, we talked about our injuries. That was one of our talking points for the day. Let's let's dive in. Let let let's yeah. In. And we've been <laughs> I, I know both. I mean, like I said, I was in New Orleans for this past week, and yes, I was still writing articles, still doing games because I'm a this general. man is superhuman, just so you know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> It's hockey season, man. It's this it, is it's, true. It's but hockey. All I'm saying is, if I was in Nola, y'all wouldn't be hearing from me. So <laughs> that's more than I can say. Oh, if I was in Raleigh, shoot, forget that. <laughs> um, but no, it was just one that it's. <sighs> it's six games into the season, guys. It took Brent Burns at least a dozen games to get used to the system. At least. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, I. I feel bad for Orlov because it's like you're coming in, you're coming in, you're in the third D pair because you've got all these expectations as somebody who is seven described, five for the next described years. as one of the biggest free agent pickups during the off season. You're going to a team that's been talked about as a cup contender for mm. the past five plus whatever years odds Um, on favor to be the cup for the first time ever they're the odds on favor to win the whole dang thing and yeah from and for me it's just burns came in i mean we even talked about it because when we first got burns you were kind of you know you were skeptical of you're like absolutely i was and then i'm like just give it time it's burns he knows what he's doing because he has 700 and some points as a former norris winner he knows it, it, it it worked out but the thing is, he had Jacob Slavin next to him mm-hmm. the whole time. Yep. Orlov's thing is, could he be better? Yes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he's like he doesn't have stuff to work on. But I mean, it's a new system. He was in Washington. He was in Boston. It's two different things. You're coming into the Hurricanes with Rod and you know Gleason and all that. It's it's a whole different thing too. But it's like he hasn't had a structured D-man partner for all six games. Yeah. Like he's either been with Orlov or he's he is Orlov. He it's it's late. He's either been, he's either been with D'Angelo. He's it's been playing tired. I'm late. <laughs> Orlov, yeah, it's Orlov and his twin ghost Orlov. Um, it's him and D'Angelo, or it's him and Chatfield. It's Dimitri and Dimitri just with an I and a Y. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's just Dimitri. The D is silent. Um, just. just <laughs> There was a joke I was going to go for, but I'm not because uh, it's we we got more important things to do. Yeah, it, but it, it's it's he's not for me. It's just it's hard, and even Rod said it too. It's hard for a guy who's new to the system to get used to the system. Have oh, a, a consistent D partner next to him all, that's not just getting rotated in and out. Yep, and it also doesn't help to the fact that the Hurricanes are the most penalized team in the NHL right now. With 29 penalties. What else is new? Like Walt Ruff said it perfectly in his mailbag on Sunday. The thing is, is and he said it too, it's refreshers and the penalties. Yep. Penalties are, Rod's even said it too, penalties are for across the league. I don't know what the heck the refs are doing right now, but this is absolutely, I've never seen this many penalties. This is absolutely. It's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. Like you see, you see like 13 penalties a game, eight, nine penalties a game. I'm like, what are we doing? There, there's a, there's a point in time that the refs need to start coming to in recognizing no calls. Um, 
but it like i think what's been happening is it like you see everybody like freaking out like there was a trip there but we're not going to talk about that on social media and whatnot and they get a whole lot of blowback for the things they don't call and now that they're calling quite literally everything they see no matter how soft it might be yeah, it, it's you can't find a happy medium there. No, so. yeah. well, and, and well, or they miss like blatant ones, like you know, Jordan Stall's helmet gets ripped off right in front of the ref, but that doesn't get called, and they go on a fight. And, and then there's that one nature's penalty from beginning of the season where he held him or held the other guy, but you, you know, we're or, or you know, Brett Pesci, Brett, Brett Pesci with his high sticking. Stick was nowhere near the guy's head, but they called that a. They called that a. Yep. I said that I'm like, well, his phantom high stick got the guy some. I guess it got. I guess he caught his shadow the wrong way. High, he basically high stick. He basically high stick the shadow. Yeah, I should put that in tweet. Well, for, forget forget the fan, forget the phantom high stick. Podcast man. heard it first. Yeah, yeah. Instead of he, he instead of high sticking the guy, he high sticked his shadow, and that's what they called it on. But it's just shadow caught it. Oh gosh! Hey, you know what? Peter Pan has to take one eventually, right? So, my well. <laughs> welcome to the league, my guy. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, you know, Connor Bedard gets you know dragged into the into the uh, Boston bench by Brad Marshawn. That doesn't get called. So, I mean, can I just say, <laughs> I got to see this kid in person on Thursday. Granted, yeah. they're playing, you know, a very hot Colorado Avalanche team. Um, yeah, who they like get they shut out, down. they get shut out by the avalanche. Oh, you, you, mean, you mean in a practice game? Because that's, essentially, <laughs> that's what it was. essentially what it was. I I don't know if it's just because I was seeing them play the avalanche. Kids got talent, I wasn't as impressed as I thought I would be. I mean. It's Colorado. Yeah, and that's why I'm trying to like give myself the benefit. To of be fair, like if I was uh, to be fair, to be fair. like if I was to watch him anywhere, it like playing it like a lot of it, there may be a few other teams that I'd be like that kid would get creamed, but um, like if I was seeing him play, you know, Columbus, I think that would have been been a mon- much interesting game to watch him in. Um, or him against he actually would have had or... a chance because you know he's yeah. not playing freaking McKinnon and Brantonen and Kale McCarr, but um, or or Logan O'Connor or Nichushkin, oh we, or we're not going to talk about that just yet, just yet. We'll Devin get there, Tate. we'll get there, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we, I would say that the whole game to worry about when, since one uh, of us was there. I we we can talk about that later. Oh, uh, yeah, I just wanted so, to say, I I, I I know I feel, who he was playing against, but given the situation, I was not. I, I just feel like going back. I just feel bad for Demetri Orlov, man. It's just it's it's the mental lapses that are killing this team right now. It's the injuries that are also killing this team. Of course, it's just all. It's just he can't catch a break with getting that chemistry because it's sprinkle a five on five penalty, sprinkle a five on five penalty, yeah, sprinkle a five on five penalty because it's yeah. just it's so much of it, and you can't get in a consistent groove. And I think that's what's killing the Hurricanes because it's like, man, you can't have your power play going out every four minutes. All right, five, go kill on this play. five on five play is essential oh, to our game. Oh, the, yeah, the Hurricanes it's essential to our game. It's essential to Rod's winning structures. He knows how strong this team can be on five on five hockey. Oh, they're, um, they're, they're absolutely phenomenal. And it's just, it sucks when you have to. The refs you know, are doing it despite him. 
<laughs> they no the thing is they got caught all the coaches got called into the principal office of oh, sorts yeah. and now they're yeah. taking advantage of them not being able to say crap to them yeah so they're calling everything yeah they're, call, yeah, oh, it's, they're, call, they're calling, calling everything like, under the sun oh you breathed on a guy wrong and we're gonna send you to the box two minutes for roughing his what you gonna face. say huh you want to find what's going on? It's like, yeah, two, two minutes for roughing his airspace with your breath. It's whatever. It's just, mm. it's brutal. It, I, but like going into the, into the trip, you're like, okay, it's the Kings. Those games are always weird. The Ducks had the Hurricanes number last year. Talk about twice. weird with the Ducks. Yeah. And then you get San Jose where you beat them twice and stuff like that. Then you get the Kraken. Mm-hmm. And then Colorado. The Kings game, that was, a, I think I even said that it was just an absolute gong show. Penalties left and right. The Hurricanes are up. They, it's like the Kings tie with two late ones. Because, of, of course, mm-hmm. had to go to a nine round shootout where Jordan Martin, but for the first time ever, had to do a, a shootout goal and won the game on a walk off, which was absolutely amazing. So, claps. Big, big shout out to Martin Hook. Um, the Ducks game was typical. A wash. It's it's one of those things where for me it's like the Ducks had the the Ducks had the. It's, you know it's always one of those things where it's like there like there's always that one team that has another team's number, and you're like how is this possible? Yeah, I feel like it's what it's like for the Ducks. Like the Ducks just somehow make it tough for the Hurricanes, and it's just like. You just can't figure them out. We encountered two of those teams on this road trip, one of which we'll get into more depth later. Yes. Things to say about that. Anyway. Yeah. But the Ducks, it's it's always an interesting situation with them because on paper they're like, yeah, they're this legendary team because of what they're known for in their past, but like – they're not all that impressive. No, I mean, they're rebuilding. Normally, but they are in a rebuild period. Um, And at the same, like, but at the same time too, it's like, you're going to sit here as a cup contender team, let this team get into their head as much as they know how to, given your record with them Mm. and your past playing them. And I I don't know. And the fact that Zeker has missed all of training camp too. Mm-hmm. Fell <laughs> and, right back into business. Yep, and it's oh, Frank for Toronto. Just apps. I have him one of my fantasy teams. Still hurts. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. he absolutely. He absolutely. It's like it's like. Well, unfortunately, the duck hunt didn't go. So who had that on their bingo card? First off, Frank for Toronto getting a hattie <laughs> against the Hurricanes. <sighs> I mean, hey, give it to Lucas Dostal, man. Like the kid's good. I mean, you get. I mean, he had a rough time last year with the San Diego Golds in the AHL, but I mean, they were a terrible team to begin with. But you and he, it's the Ducks. You put him yeah. against a, a, a common defense. That kid's going to be good. Just mm-hmm. like you know, Car Hart would be a good goalie too if he had a defense in front of him in Philly. But you know, Sam. Oh, I have to say this about the about the Flyers real quick. You know, Sam is doing some victory laps on me and you right oh, now. Oh yeah. It's early. It's early in the season, so let's not you know, let's not get too crazy here. I've but learned you know, she- early on, and I, I I made the mistake with or I I had to be as honest as I could to myself with the rankings. But other than that, don't get on Sam's bad side. It's not worth it. No, no, <laughs> we, we love you, Sam. We <laughs> love you, Sam, us. so Please much. Don't hate us. Um, but yeah, it's just the, it's just the Ducks, man. It's one of those things where, what can you do? Yeah, you tried. I mean. It, 
like they have good players. Like I said, Vic, Frank Fertrano's on there. Troy Terry, Zegers. Yep. It's Leo Carlson just played the other night and got his first NHL goal. I mean, Adam Fantilli got his first finally too. So yeah, welcome to the league, Fantilli. Good for him. The top three guys all got goals already. So I mean, the and they have so many other good guys. There's only so many other players. They weren't even drafted this year who are rookies. The rookie oh, yeah. class this year is insane. But, I mean, for me, it, it sucks to losing to the Ducks, but I, I look at this perspective, too. At least this league has got parity. Like, you're going to get those games where you're not going to win 82 games a year because, as Steve Dingle says on this podcast, there's 82 games in a regular season. <laughs> he says it like that, too. 82 games in a regular that season. That was the best impression I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, it's just... His videos are so great. I watched. I, I, I watched that, his. I, <laughs> I watched his Leaf videos. This podcast and Leaf videos. He I I turn stuff. on the uh, angry video from last year's playoffs on for fun if I need a laugh because just oh, listening to him yell into the void or in this case a microphone is like the best oh, thing the, ever. Anyway, oh, the, well, the, well, the best one was well, the David Ayers one where he absolutely loses it or the nine, two game against Nashville where it's like three <laughs> minutes and he's just, but no, he's no, but he's great. But it's the thing with the parody in this league is we actually, you teams will beat other teams. Mm-hmm. It's not like the NFL or the NBA or the MLB where it's like, you might occasionally have teams that might show up once every few often, in terms of this league, it's like anyone can beat anyone. It's it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's it's a luck of the draw kind of thing. Guys feeling hot, it's it's gonna show. Yeah, and puck luck is a thing, and there's such mm-hmm. thing as the hockey gods, and I don't want to hear anyone say otherwise. Because no, because you're it, there. There are opinions that is fact. Yes, I, I don't well, care what anybody says. Anyway, yeah, it's like, like it's just one of those things, and it's just how the ducks are for the hurricanes, man. I pray to them regularly. It's a thing. Okay. It's it's a thing. And then I, like, I know we're like, we're kind of glossing over these games because there's five games. Like I, we're not doing what we did. The way that I look at it and (laughs) you and I were kind of talking about this, how like you and a few other people have kind of been pretty adamant about it on Twitter. Um, Again, there's 82 games in the season. 82! (laughs) This is just the first few of what's hopefully going to turn into a really great season for this team. Um, This team, just because we've dropped these losses in either really interesting situations or in really like justifiable situations. Again, like we dropped a few. We'll get there. Yes, our core for the most part is the same. There are a few changes and those few changes can end up being a make or break type situation. And I don't think people realize that to the degree, realize that the truth in that statement. Yeah. Cause you're, you're looking at guys who are trying to readjust to the system and Tony D'Angelo, which there's a whole other situation there that I'm not even going to (laughs) touch. Um, there's Dmitry Orlov getting used to the system. There's Jalen Chatfield who's been bouncing all around the freaking defensive lineup. Which um, he, he deserves a spot, but that's he does. Thing. I but mean, we also we also got Michael Bunting who's new as well. He there he's Michael bouncing. Bunting's one of those I, I wouldn't like yes, he's new to the system. He's grasping onto it beautifully. Oh, he is. He I mean he he's doing he's I think he already has five points. He's already yeah. at five points on the season. Brendan yeah. Lemieux's been 
all but unnoticed all but unnoticeable. Oh no, no, he's noticeable. He's noticeable when he's when you know he's getting into you know scrums with scrums and putting himself in the penalty box. I'm talking about you know what he's actually getting paid oh, well, to do. Yeah. You know, so there there well, is they, they, you know sandpaper. <laughs> you know, they, it's the sandpaper. It's the I, I understand the grit. I understand that's what you bring certain guys in for. But at the same time, you're paying guys to be an on ice presence to actually stay on ice, and especially if you're a team like the Hurricanes that thrives in five on five situations. You're not going to, yeah. you shouldn't just be on the team because you're going to be gritty and get on the other team's nerves and then go to the penalty box right after. Like, that's not yeah, how that well, works. Well, you, you bring that up because of the fact that right now the Hurricanes, because I wrote wrote that in today's article for the hockey Go writers, check it out. Shameless, shameless plug. plug. Shameless <laughs> plug. Um, a lot of, lot of weather puns because I couldn't help myself because it had to be, it, it was the, it was the, it was the battle of. Hey, storms. it's, it's the light in the sea of dark. <laughs> We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just talking about like, you know, everyone was so worried about the power play. Guess what? Our power play is top 10 in the league right now. Walt Ruff said it too. Top 10, 26.7%. That's what everyone wanted. Here's the problem though. What did we give up to get it? Our Everything. Um, our, <laughs> our, our, our defense. Our, our penalty kill right now, they have. There oh, are three boy. teams behind us. Four. Four teams. Uh, no, yeah, you're no, sorry, yeah, you are. Yeah, it's, three, okay. it's the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes. I thought they right were 39th. Yeah, 20. Yeah, they're 29. Sorry, numbers. They're 20. They're 29. They're 29th in the league on the penalty kill at 67.9. percent The only teams that are worse than us right now, the National Predators, that are 66.7. The Florida okay. Panthers at 65.2, and the St. Louis Blues are 63.6. That makes. Me. They're, yeah, the That's hurricanes sick. are. Yeah, they're not. This is a team in years past. It's the Achilles heel for them right now. It's not absolutely. Great. And this is a team that was known to be a terror to mm. other teams in terms of defensive ability. Like eighty-five um, percent each of the last two. When seasons. you're led by a guy like Jacob Slavin. And you've got somebody in Tim Gleason who's going to sit there and beat that into you for the entire season. Like that's something you are supposed to be known for as a team. So it's well, it's something that's really really hard for Canes fans, especially to understand why this looks as bad as it does. Yeah, because it's it, not an acceptable standard for us. No, but you also there and, and all it's it's also not the skies falling and like you got to trade everyone or do this or blow it up. It's it's a, it is overreaction season because it's the first six games in the year, but also the, right. I have to understand too. It's like there's a lot of moving parts with a lot more different guys, and the penalties are up or across the league. And it's just one of those things. But like even with the power play right now, the Hurricanes have scored eight power play goals. Mm-hmm. They've scored eight of them. That's why our, our that's why our power play is tenth in the league because they actually score goals despite the. Crazy stats that bring us to 29th and penalty kill. We currently given lead the up league nine. in uh, shorthanded goals. Yeah, yeah. The, the the team leads the league in 29 penalties. They've given up nine, but like you said, yeah, they have four. And Jacob Slavin has two of them because of course he does. It's Jacob. Ben's <laughs> got a new curve on his stick, and suddenly the world is straight. 
and he, he can that. actually score. Like that. Well, this is something we haven't seen from Jacob Slavin in well, a while. Well, did you see the video that he did with uh, Hannah Yates on the Hurricanes Twitter account? Like they actually they were sitting on the bench somewhere and they were talking about like he added curve to his stick because he's like, yeah, usually it's flat, but I added some curve and now I can pick the puck off the ice. I'm like, if the guy who won the the accuracy contest a few uh all-star games ago now has a curve on his stick where he can lift he, he did that with a flat stick man imagine what he can accomplish with this we're already starting to see it uh he's already sniped a couple goals from re- so you know all the you know, all the hard angle shots he scored the last couple seasons yeah, yeah flat stick no problem just did uh, it with a flat yeah. stick now he's got now he's got a curve and this man has two of the four shorties for the hurricanes he has three goals he is literally tied for first on the team in points with seven. That's not something you see from Jacob Slavin. Normally, no. a lot of his contribution to the team shows up off the score sheet. Yeah. When, you know, outside of the few goals he does get, I think, I think the most goals in a season was eight, and that was like 2017, 18, and I think like 18, 19 was when he had eight goals. Could we see 10? Possibly the way things are if going he, right if now. If he stays on this path, Again, we're only six games in, and this is already what this man has accomplished. Three goals already. He's already at seven points. He's actually plus five on the team. I'm not good at math, but that means big things for him coming later down like, the line. Like, like the hockey stack card that was posted out last night where you saw his defense bar way to the back, but of course the defense bar does say it depends on the penalty kill and the goals given up. It was yeah. an outlier. It was it, like even Walt said it. It, analytically, it wasn't his best game ever, but also wasn't his worst. Mm-hmm. It's just that we were on the Pelican for so dang much, but he's still a plus five. Us and everybody else in the league, yeah, we have the most penalties given, but at the same yeah. time, it's, it's say, a trend you're seeing not just with us, but every year yeah. too. There's something in the water. Yeah, I will say this though too, even though our power play is good, they have given up three shorthanded goals. Yep. It's not great, Bob. It's not great. And the thing is, the <laughs> hurricane. The thing is, like the hurricanes are goals for four point five, mm-hmm. goals allowed five. Worse than the league. Is the really is worst it is league? it the worst? I'm pretty sure it's one of at least, if not it's the one of. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help too that you that you give up a shorty to the basically literal walking or skating cheat code of of shorties that is. Logan O'Connor, because this guy just somehow just scores shorties at will. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's one of those things where it's, yeah, the Hurricanes are playing really well. You know, the power play's clicking, but unfortunately, shorties have been given up, and they've also given a lot of power play goals, too. And it's just, I don't know. We're going to figure something out for sure. But we can, I can, it stinks to see the defense struggling. But we've said it. Walt said it. Kane Statbrand has said it. I know Alex Ohari has said it. I know we can name like the the normal four or five people that have been saying this all, all so far. It's early in the season. It's going to get figured out. And you know what? It's better to have adversity now instead of instead of March or we're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's six games into the season. Everyone is struggling. Heck, the Flyers are leading the freaking Metro right now, guys. It's going to be okay. Things will figure themselves out. It is what it is. It's just we got to take it back a notch, take a deep breath. It's okay. 
the Hurricanes do currently lead in goals against per game. Okay, then. So there you go. So no bueno. It's no bueno, but it's, it's going to get figured out. It, it's six games into the year. We just got to take a deep breath. Things will figure themselves out. It's just a weird time right now for the Hurricanes. That's all it really is. It's it stinks. It really yeah. does. And so real quick before we go before we go into our ad reads real quick. You were in Colorado. We have to talk about well, well I'll say this real quick though. The cracking game. Oof, I didn't watch out. it. I was I was in Ballerina for the Avs home opener. So I, I didn't get to that watch was, that apparently I I heard the only good thing that came out of that game was Seth Jarvis. Yes, because he's because he got another power play goal, and because we'll so. we'll talk about him and KK and all and all the bright spots in the second half of the episode. We're gonna do that. It's not all doom and gloom. It's not us going. Oh, what's gonna happen? We'll end off on a good note. Yeah, yeah. You have to, especially with how some of these guys are playing. I know Jules is gonna love the you know when we start talking about <laughs> Miami and stuff like that. If only she course, were here. Yeah, and of course you know Moose and his you know and Jarvis too and stuff like that. So we'll. We'll, we'll have some bright spots, but yeah, that cracking game though, it three goals in four games. Satch Squash even made a joke about it like on Tuesday. He's like, Hey, can you stop taking all of our goals? I'm like, Hey, I'll see you Thursday. <laughs> and then the Krakens and the Kraken play. You the saw him game. Thursday. You saw them yeah. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting up putting up the extra play on the hurricanes. The it's just jeez. Yeah, man. It's it's one it's just decor looked really good. It's one of those things, and then uh, Colorado. <laughs> That's why they're four and zero, and they're making it look too dang easy because they are. A, it's Colorado. I knew the game was going to be tough. I even said it on the they're they're five they're five and zero right now. What I say? Well, going into the game, they were four and zero. They yeah, were four and zero. Yeah, I, I want to point now, this but... out before we start <laughs> getting into the nitty gritty of it all, because uh, it was a very nitty gritty game. They are such um, a wagon, dude. Like, and they don't even have Landis Goggins. Oh my gosh! The Hurricanes. Uh, Rachel Taz, the in arena reporter for the Aval- Avalanche, brought this up. The Hurricanes in Ball Arena now, after after the fact, are three, fourteen, one, and one. How oh, we do have a tie in there? That's right. Yeah, this dates back to the tie tie era, but. The oh, Hurricanes the, have that, only that, gotten the, the dead puck three wins mm. in that arena, which I would like to mention out of all 32 teams in the and 31 other teams that we played, or I guess taking away the Avalanche, of all 30 other 30, teams, yeah. the Avalanche is our worst away record. Well, they even showed up, they showed the graphic on Valley Sports, the elevation, I think Raleigh's like 454. Five or something, or 445 an elevation. Colorado's 5,000 because it's the yeah. mile high city. Yep. So, yeah, the, the elevation is the absolute worst. And yeah, the Hurricanes have statistically have not been a good team in Colorado. No, that, that record just shows it. So, we've only gotten three wins. One of the, the last one came back in 2019. I was at that game, and that was one of the best games, one of the grittiest games I've ever seen from the Hurricanes. Uh, yeah, the goals so didn't it, start coming till like halfway through the third period. Yeah, it in goes that game, show, it was great, but it goes to show that us on the road in Colorado, not a thing. It's no. just it, it shows you that one uh, was it weather storm 
can cancel out the other one just because of yeah. elevation changes. It's As the avalanche put it last time we were in the barn, it's a cold versus force of nature versus a wet one. So essentially, essentially yeah, it's just <laughs> but, like I said, like I said, that skating cheat code on the penalty kill is Logan O'Connor is an app. Logan O'Connor is somebody is who you know the true. the avalanche. It's not a secret that the avalanche are my second team. I I like to pay oh, attention yeah. to them when I can. Logan O'Connor has been insane for this team lately with oh, shorthanded 100%. goals. While the Hurricanes lead in shorthanded goals, at least last time I looked in the league, They're, Logan O'Connor alone. Second with three. Second in the league with three. Yeah, he, and he's the only one with three. There's teams that have two. He's got yeah. three. The Hurricanes yeah. have four. Yeah. The Hurricanes are the only team that is beating Logan O'Connor and Shorties. Yeah, which That's is scary. Scary. scary going into this game. And so the thing, let's. And the, the thing is, the Hurricanes were in it. They let's talk up, about it. Yeah. So first period. Yeah. Fantastic. Look, yeah. it, it looked great. The it, I, I was that, telling that, somebody else there. That's probably the sloppiest first period I've seen from the Avalanche in a while. And that's and that's saying something too for the fact that it was like it went off a skate where no one saw it go off the skate, and it was one one with like less than twenty seconds. Of that was period. the McKinnon deke on Slavin. No, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah, because in, that was- in in real in real time. That was pretty nasty. I, I, I I've seen the video. I've seen, that I've seen, uh, slow I've motion. Seen. It's really cool to kind of see how, like you know, despite the speed that McKinnon holds, yeah. Slavin kept up with him pretty well, considering. Yeah, like it, he he was able to kind of like turn. It, you know, McKinnon turns on a dime. Slavin did the best that he could, and still, for the most part, was only just like a half step behind him. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just unfortunate. It's one of those things where I think it was what Johan was it Johansson that scored that goal? I think yeah. it was. It was Johansson. He was on the, uh, on the, power, the, power on the back post. Uh, deflected off his skate into the goal. Uh, One of our penalty killers was off with his helmet off. Um, Yep, yep, Jordan Jordan Stahl. So instead of it being five on four, it was five on three because, you know, he can't be anywhere. I I wouldn't want him anywhere near that puck if he doesn't have a helmet on. It would have been another penalty to the Hurricanes. We would have been on the five on three. So it's. Yeah. So I I don't, I wouldn't want that to happen, but yeah. So it's just an unfortunate situation. Um, And then then, as soon as the second period started, it was kind of downhill from there for us. We uh, kind of lost our momentum. Our forecheck in the first period was really good, and we saw that almost all but disappear in the second. Um, there were moments where it came out. Jordan Stahl especially did a great job on the forecheck when he could, but he was not getting much help. No, and, and, I, and I brought this up multiple times on Twitter too. It's like it's their fifth game in seven days. Like it's yeah. They had a back-to-back to start off, then it's a day off San Jose, day off Seattle, day off Colorado. Yeah, that is a brutal. I will say my phone breaking during the game allowed me to pay a lot more attention to the game than I think I normally would have. Yeah, it was so strange. Like my phone glitched out and I couldn't access anything until I I had to like let it die out 
in order which for is, everything to reset, which was strange. But it, it gave me a chance to kind of sit and like nitpick and yeah, like, pay just, attention to certain things. Yeah, it's just of course, you know, Mika Rantanen showed up and then Logan O'Connor did. When, it, when has Mika Rantanen hasn't had a bad game this season yet? What, what's that like for him? For right. Us, us, for you guys. Right. It's, yeah, it, it, Devin Tays did his thing too, and Georgiev. Look, it's just it's one of those games where I they will were, say the Hurricanes were in, and then they got behind, and they try to get back in it. Just like it's just like the Seattle game, they got behind, Georgiev trying to get back in it. Oof. Looked stellar, but so did Piotr. Piotr yeah, had it some wasn't his fault. Really, really fantastic game or fantastic saves. That one on McKinnon, where he goes stretches out and gloves oh. it. Uh, after uh, getting uh, deked by him, I would like, I like to report a robbery. Anyway. <laughs> I would like to report a robbery, <laughs> right. please. That was his best save of the game, hands down. Piotr you know, did not get much help from his defense. That no, is why that game ended the way that it did. Yeah, I don't think he really gave any soft. Like all the goals he gave up, none of them were soft. They, none of them were. They were. There were goals that the. I mean, he got. Know, de- he got getting. De- getting snipes. Uh, kind of beat when the you've got a hard pot coming from McKinnon to Rijo who's just sitting there defect deflecting it in especially when you're down a player too there's nothing you can and do everyone, like you got to worry about watching the puck where the puck is if you can't move it yeah. and track it that well I I don't blame the, any of the goals that he let in on him. no no I mean team was puck watching the clearings were absolutely sloppy too it's just it's one. It was one of those games where you couldn't blame Piotr, but you know he's going to put it on himself because. Oh, absolutely! But it was a game that he needed because, you know, Ronta has been a little rusty to kind of start out the season. Yeah, Ra- yeah Ronta has been struggling too. He's been struggling, and Piotr needed that kind of time to after get, being given that loss in Seattle. Um, when there was nothing, you, from, yeah, you, there's just, nothing you sucks. can do about that. Like you, you got to go in when you got to go in, and if that's how, yeah, because yeah, it, it was already four, four, one, like less than six minutes. There's only the so period. much your team can do to help you out in that situation. Yeah, they, they almost, they almost, before. yeah they almost came but, back and then you know kind of fell off. And so just, to to be able to get his own start and have the strong game that he did, yeah. I, I was thoroughly, like, if I were to pick out stars for that game, Kokaniemi made a case. Steph Nason, too. Steph Nason made a case. Piotr was the star of that game for me. Yeah, Jarvis, too. I mean, it's just. There, there were a lot of guys that were able to show up, which, again, that's aside from that one game where the Avalanche scored, what, like, seven goals on us, and it, we didn't get more than, like, what, two yeah or something uh maybe no i think it was like two uh this is the highest scoring in the closest game that i've seen you know since that game in back in 2019 like this was a game that if our defense should could have shown up a little bit better and our penalty kill could have been a little better because to allow three power play goals and (laughs) and a shorty that's a problem yeah and i don't care how lethal the avalanche power play is. I, I will sit here and preach about that all day. I, that power play scares the ever living crap out of me. Yeah, but the but hurricane penalty still, kill is good though. The hurricane penalty kill is be. on paper. Yeah, it's just it's and Walt said it too. It's like the special teams it killed the hurricanes. It did last mm-hmm. night four special teams goals. Yeah, 
So I, I don't care how lethal that power play is. There's no reason that you should not only be letting in those penalty kill goals, those goals on the penalty kill that easily, but to let them in when not even, you know, five, 10, 15 seconds have gone into their power play Mm -hmm. to be that weak and allow them to get set up that easily. That's a problem. Yeah. It, 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 and Walt, and I think Walt and Rod said it too. It's like you can't put all the blame on the defense. Like offense needs to be there too to help. Them oh, out. absolutely, one hundred percent. The Fords need to be there too. Defense needs to figure it out. It's just, and Jordo said it. Rod has said it. Guys have said it. It's like not all twenty guys are bought in, and it's not like people are being reluctant. It's just trying to learn the system, and then trying the to get into a flow. Is- it, it's you can't get into a flow when you've got twenty nine penalties in six games. Yeah. It's impossible to get into a flow where the Hurricanes are known as a five on or they're a five on five team, and we can't do anything when you're killing five, six, seven penalties a game. You can't do anything. Yeah, I the the thing for me though too. While I absolutely agree, and I think you know, it, like offense absolutely needs to show up. There are certain teams that you need to be able to. Um, shift strategies for in a way because some strategies that work for most teams don't generally work against a team like the Avalanche who are very, very quick, who rely a lot on speed, who rely a lot on puck handling skill. Like it's not all speed, but the amount of skill that guys like McKinnon and McCarr have to handle that puck and and deke and and fake out the way that they do. Even O'Connor. And I even said it last night, too. Like, O'Connor's, like, I said credit to him. He's got wheels. Because he absolutely just yeah. shot out of a cannon on that short. Uh-huh. And absolutely just tore. We've seen it, what, two other times before last night. So, or I guess listening to it on Saturday night. Like, we, we've we seen it. Avalanche fans have seen it two other times. Because that's pretty much exactly how he scored at least one of the other ones. Yeah. Um, so, it's. Yeah, you just it, it in a team like the Avalanche, you can't, it, especially when you're struggling defensively mm-hmm. as you are, and you're already kind of struggling in some ways with zone entry. You're struggling kind of in that neutral zone, which is a really crucial part of the game. Yeah, um, a team that's as quick as the Avalanche is going to be able to pick you like that. And it there after once you lose your momentum, there's no gaining it back. Like you, no. you need a miracle to happen to gain it back against a team like this. And yeah. like I said, the Canes had that gas during the first period. They had it, and they were arguably the better team during the, the first period. I think the thing that really sank them was the Avalanche scored four goals in seven minutes and sixteen seconds. Yep. That seven minutes absolutely killed that team. Yep. Boots a throat, just tuck them out. And and, yeah. and like I said, we're and we're not a negative podcast. We're never going to talk negative about the team. We are going to mention the struggles. And right now it's struggling, but we also know that things can turn around because it's the hurricane. You know, Rod is right. not going to let this faster or longer than it needs to be, and neither will the captains and all that. So it'll get better. It's just. We this was a tough it. team to start to yeah. play within the first 10 games of the season. 
And especially when you have no Aho, no Anderson, no Sveshnikov, and no Brett Pesci, and you're relying on a emergency call up from a guy who who just required like 11 days before. And no, no fault to Calbert. No, too. no. They, like that, that fourth, fourth line in never general was they, they not noticeable they, at all. Well, because they barely even played, to be honest with you. Yeah. If they did, well, and I mean, but even if they did, like I, like we were tough. saying earlier, like you see a number out there and it, the play's not going on. Puck hasn't been dropped in the faceoff dot yet. And you're like, oh, there they are. Like they, they're, they're actually out there. Like they're here. Yeah. It's just. So. Yes, and then and then it's like okay, now your now your defense is kind of shaken up because Pesci's out, and then like I said, five games in five games in seven days that'll tire any team out because that's brutal. That's a brutal stretch of games. Oh yeah. So I mean, luckily they got the what tonight for they had Sunday off, then they're going to get Monday off, and then they got a Tampa Tuesday, and they're off Wednesday, and then they got the back to back against Seattle, and I think San Jose's Friday. So maybe hopefully the schedule will kind of like. Turn itself. We, we have just the confidence is better. I think that I think the break is going to help the guys too, and hopefully, healthier guys get healthy. And like I said, you can't you can't win a championship in October, but you can lose it. But you can lose it in June. But the season isn't over. It's six games mm-hmm. in. The it's going to have the adversity now instead of in March when you know. I'd rather yeah. be going through these struggles now. Yeah, I mean, if last, I had last December, last, do we all forget last December? Right. That was, yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's unfortunate. It, the injury bug came at the wrong time, but it means it's October. It's not March. If we if we lost like four or five guys in March, okay, then we're then it's a different story. But right, it is what it is. But so before we go and talk about the good things and mention some stats and some records and you know trying the podcast on a positive that we have to talk about some of our amazing sponsors real quick. Our first one is actually DraftKings. Um, hopefully we'll get some NHL reads soon here, guys, but uh, right now we are still doing the NFL, the NFL ones, but the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly on bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. And if you're looking at anything to look at in terms of odds and stuff like that, the uh, Monday night game is the San Francisco 49ers against the Miami Vikings. And right now, money line-wise, the 49ers are at a minus 298. Um, and also for the spread, they are right now at they're projected to be a minus seven. And if you bet on that, it's a minus 102. So there are some possible bets. And even for the over, the over right now was 43 and a half. Um, with that is a minus 110. So if you want to go for the over, go for the spread, or even just go for the money line, minus 298 for the 49ers, the Vikings are a plus 240. So there's something to think about on that. Um, but either way, get on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net 
in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. And Bailey, I think we have another amazing sponsor we're going to talk about as we are in 96 episodes. Officially, this is episode They've dealt with us for 96 episodes? 96 episodes. And I want to say this, too. We are getting closer to 100, and I am so ready for episode 100. We got some very cool things coming our way for episode 100, but we're not going to tell you what it is because what are we to spoil the surprise for episode 100? But for Guessing is fun, isn't it? Yeah, right, it is. But for episode 96, Bailey, we got to talk about Primal X Hockey. Yeah, we we absolutely do. And like I said, it's surprising that they've been able to deal with us for 96 episodes. We are totally 100% absolutely grateful for them. But while we're sitting here plugging them and talking about how long they've been dealing with us, make sure you guys are <laughs> heading over to primoxhockey.com uh for any of your hockey needs. Uh they have they still have their BOGO 50% lace deal going on. Uh so if you're in need for some new laces whether it's for your ice skates or your roller skates, head on over to primoxhockey.com. Uh any shopping needs you might need hockey related and tape, socks, laces, pucks and balls, stick rips, wax, protective gear, whatever it might be. They've probably got it in stock for you. And cool thing is at checkout, use code SurgeCast for 20% off your order. Sebastian Ajo discount. As always, we're here to provide it for you. Uh, they are a Raleigh based company. So if you don't feel like you know, shopping online, getting the discount. Be sure to go see them over at their warehouse on Diggs Drive. Uh, they are open every day except for Sunday. Um, they do have $5 skate sharpening in warehouse for you guys to use. Uh, great guys over there. Be sure to tell them we sent you. Go say hi. Uh, use that code in the or at checkout online if you decide not to go visit them. Again, great group of guys. We are so grateful for them. Back to regular scheduling. <laughs> yes yes for sure um so there are some really cool stats and records we have to talk about because there's some game there's some guys we have to talk about um, oh yeah i will say this though so one stat that i did kind of um actually missed so sebastian ajo scored his 17th career shorthanded goal back on uh against the kings he passed Eric Stahl for the most in franchise history. He had 16. Sebastian Ajo got 17. Good for him. Congrats to Seabass for sure. Um, even against the LA Kings, guess what Brett Pesci did? He only played his 559th game that night for the Hurricanes. Whoa. The only other guys he's behind right now is Jacob Slavin at 585 and Glenn Wesley at 729. So Brett Pesci is now third. He's actually t- – well, at that point he was tied. Obviously, Ooh. Sunday night he did beat it. So now he is over 560 games right now with the Hurricanes, which puts him third all time. So – Wow, Brett. Very, very cool to see. Here, here's 
Another stat I'd love to see is the captain. 400 points with the Hurricanes. And that was... Captain. Yeah, and that was, what, three days ago? So we're talking, what was that, the cracking game? Yeah, I think it was the cracking game. 400 points with the Hurricanes. He actually, him and his, him and his brother Eric, they are the fifth set of brothers to reach the milestone with the same franchise. Wow. Four, yeah, 400 points with the same franchise. They join Henry and Maurice Richard uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. That tells you how far back that was. Uh, Bobby and Dennis Hall with the Chicago Blackhawks. Anton and Peter Stastny of the Quebec Nordiques. And the, and the wow. last set of, and the last set of brothers. Oh, you know Daniel and Henrik Sedin of the you know the Vancouver Canucks. Oh wow, yeah, just yeah. just them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just them, just them. <laughs> they're probably like the Quebec Nordiques and all that too. So it's just yeah. Wow. So they they're in some fantastic company. A hundred percent. So congrats to Jordan for that, and, and you know him and Eric joining another set of brothers to do something like that. And we kind of mentioned it earlier. Uh, Kane Statburn always coming in clutch. Seth Jarvis, we mentioned it earlier, he had three power play goals. Yeah, he had two in his first 553 games. Wow. Yeah. The the previous two Baby Jarvis. Previous two seasons he had two. He's already gotten three so far this season. Oh, you know, he also leads the team in points with seven. Also leads the team in four. I goals. have a feeling this is going to be a fantastic breakout season for this kid. I mean, if you've seen, have you the quotes that he's been dropping too? Like, and I said this on Twitter, he's slowly becoming a young leader of this team with a guy, with all the guys we already have in there. Like, how, like, his confidence is emerging, how he's Mm -hmm. the accountability, just the, like, the I'm not going to take anyone's crap attitude right now. And just when you're spending as much time with guys like Aho and Kakaniemi too, like it's yeah. Burns me too. Like, yeah. Like he's basically like, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the A at some point. I really don't. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, I'm hoping for his sake, it's a little later down the line because he still has a lot of, he's 21. He's 21. Yeah. Like, I would be surprised if at some point we get, like, Aho, like, KK and Slavin, and then if they want to do, like, a swap-off like they've been doing, Jarvis is there, too. Like, we got, like, a swap-off on the ace for home and road. The mm-hmm. one, like, Slavin's the consistent A regardless, and then, you know, Aho and Marty captain. switch it, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because Aho and Marty switch it right now. Let's say at some point Aho is the C. Slavin still the which a let's be it. honest, he's gonna earn that at some point. Yeah, but then like say Cockney Emmy and Jarvis swap the A off for home and road. I wouldn't be surprised if that became a thing at some point. No, so I I will see I could see him with an A at some point. And honestly, I would love to see KK with an A at some point too, because he's gonna be here for the next <laughs> he's in his second year of his eight-year mm-hmm. contract. Like and, oh yeah. Talking about KK though, we mentioned it earlier. 43 points in his last 57 games, he's <laughs> Tied for first on the team with points with seven, three goals and four assists, along with one Mr. Jacob Slavin. And, you know, his BFF, Seth Jarvis, leads the team with four goals and three points. Right, yeah. No, because that, that's normal. Yeah, yeah that, that's great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> who would have thought your bingo card would have those three up top, and then you got, like, you know, Brady Shays right there with six and 
Steph Nason's at six. Oh, and Martin Nietzsche's is also at six. And then Tavo's right there at five, and so is Michael Bunting. You know, no no big deal. Yeah, no, no biggie. Can we just talk about how great Takanyemi is? Like, can we stop this narrative of how he's not good? Like, I have not seen a single thing about that from anybody who doesn't support Montreal as a franchise. The thing is, I, I keep the thing is, it's not a lot, but I keep seeing people say that, oh, he is not a 2C. He's more of a three. Someone even put someone like put him on put him on the fourth line with like Michael Bunting and Natchez for like the all eights line for the fourth. And I'm like, how is even that a line? <laughs> like I yeah, I my, my, I'm Michael, Michael Bunting to listen to that. I, I don't um. either. I, I had a break because it's, it's mind boggling. So we're gonna pay Michael Bunting to be on the fourth line with KK and Martin Natchez. Like yeah. that's not a thing. Like there's not going to give that any thought. I, no, th- I this is I, a guy who funny. has earned the spot just, yeah. that he p- currently plays in. He, especially recently, has showed that he belongs where he gets time. Yeah. And it, he, he's proving that he can be efficient as the 2C. He's proving that he can not only score goals, but assist them. He's proving that he has a very strong, aggressive, not only offensive zone presence as of late, but a very prevalent neutral zone presence. Um, This is a guy who's only growing in this franchise. It's it's funny what happens when you get a guy into a good development type system and you see him actually pop off in the fantastic way that Kokaniemi has. I mean, I mean, look at the fact that last year was his first time at two C, and he had career highs in goals, assists, and points. Yep. In his first full, se- in his in his in his second season with the team, but his first season as the two C. And now he's coming into this season already seven points. He's already over a point per game. Yeah. With his best friend in Seth Jarvis, who's also a point, over a point per game guy, and it's like, and I even said this too, he could be a Jordan Stall two point where he could be a good shutdown center who has a good 200 foot game. And the thing is, and Walt even said it too in his mailbag, like his, his, his confidence and Seth Jarvis's have already shown so much because they're, they're two guys who are not afraid to go into the corners. They're not afraid mm-hmm. to throw the body. They, they've become more aggressive. Like in, they've scored a lot of goals in front of the crease. Like they're not yeah. trying, they're not trying to snipe from far out. They're not mm-hmm. trying to, like they're actually getting in there and scoring. Again, it's it's funny what you do when you actually have a net front presence. It's crazy. <laughs> usually you think of, oh, it's Steph Nason and that's it. And then you're like, okay, now you got Michael Bunting and Steph Nason. Those are going to be the two guys that are going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. But we have Seth Jarvis, Cockney Emmy, Bunting, mm-hmm. and Nason all scoring those goals. And they're the still learning how to, the like Jarvis, Kokaniemi, yeah, guys like that are still learning how to do it because, you know, it's not something we've really seen on our team, you know, before Steph Nason since Vincent Trocek. And, and the funny part is, like, in Mike Maniscalco and all of them said it, like, he, like, Seth Jarvis has lost weight, but he's built muscle. Mm-hmm. And Seth even said too, like he's like, I want to become a better hockey player. I want to get stronger. I'm tired of getting pushed around. You Good know, for was, you, kid. You know, he was with Bill Berniston. You know, just absolutely just getting after in the gym. Of course, he's you know he Burnsy. You know, when you're he, looking at guy like Burns and Rod Brindamore, like, yeah, come and then, on. And then you had Dmitry Orlov, who's like the quiet giant, who's absolutely just. 
like you know Seth put on so much muscle. It's yeah. the kid's gonna be scary. So I mean it's we like I said, we have to praise just how good Slavin's been, how good KK's been, and Jarvis has been. They're all got another guy games. we haven't mentioned in Tavo Teravinen also making some of oh, splash. Tavo Tavo was on like what I think it was before the I think it was after the Ducks game it was like a four goals on five shots. Obviously, that's not gonna like no one's gonna have that good of a shooting percentage, but I mean, well, I talk about a hot start for him. Oh yeah, like, sh- shaking off last year's struggles, already yep. top ten on the team in points. Now throwing him in the one C, you know, he I think he's been playing phenomenal at the one C. Hasn't scored a lot more in the last couple of games, but he's been playing well, mm-hmm. taking over for Aho in the one C spot. It's it's tough going from like okay, I'm on the wing doing my thing as the as the second line left wing, and now you're playing center for the last three games. Not only and that, but dude just skated in his 600th NHL game too. So. Yeah, against Colorado it was game yep. 600 for him. And the thing was, I think he won like 11 of 18. I think it was against the Kraken or the Sharks. I think it was the Sharks. He won like 11 of 18 face-offs. Good for this man. Yeah, it was the Sharks. Yeah, gets thrown in the last minute of the Sharks game and, and wins all but seven face-offs. Yeah, good Good for Tavo. Yeah. If anybody deserves it after the kind of struggle he started going through, not only with the bit of a point drought, but with mm. uh, missing a little bit of time in the postseason last season, well, it, it, you know, and then you know, family stuff going on that we're not gonna. Oh yeah, no, but I mean, it's there. You know, it, it happened, but to see him go yeah. off the way that he did, exactly, um, and then really you know, yeah, and like what Seth Seth wanted that his pop off too, and KK's doing great, Slavin's doing his thing. Of course, Bray Shea is Bray Shea. I mean, we're not surprised. No. Michael Bunting's been playing well too. So it's it's not like it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all bad. Like the team is scoring goals. Yeah. They're averaging four and a half a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the defense is kind of struggling right now. And the and the penalty kill that we're used to seeing is also struggling. But it's just like it's the We're ending off on a good note, Zach. These guys yes. are doing great. They are going to continue to do great. Oh, they will. They are no. going to continue to do even better once we are at full strength. And I completely agree. And with that's you. where we should leave it. Yes. <laughs> they are struggling, but but we are hopefully going to get the full squad back together. And then I will figure it out from there. But I guess it's, we've all said it. You've said it. I've said it. Kat said it. Like I said, everyone on Twitter who's around has said it too. It's six games in. It'll get figured out. The guys will figure it out. The team will get better. It's a, you know, early adversity. It is what it is. But it's the season doesn't end now. Mm-mm. We still got what is it 70, 76 70, games at least at seventy six more games to go. We, yeah, we have at least seventy six more games into the into the regular season, and then we got the playoffs. Which at that point, you know, it'll get figured out. But I, it's the Hurricanes. The, the high hopes are there. Just gotta get through these small struggles, but they'll be fine. Speaking of struggles, we made this one a little bit longer than we planned on. <laughs> we did. We did. Well, it's still, you know, it's an hour and ten. It's not terrible. It's not bad. But no, but um, so you know, the hurricanes, you know, they do have a couple days off. They do play Tuesday in Tampa, then they get Wednesday off, and thankfully they're home again for a back-to-back against Seattle and I think San Jose. So or it's Seattle and someone. So Either way, the guys will be back home soon, and hopefully guys will get healthier, and then, you know, we'll see from there. 
and all the good stuff. But before we actually go, we got to let everyone know you got to check out the network, THPN. You got to go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com where you can find us and all the other podcasts there. We basically cover every team in the NHL. We also got college hockey. We got Terry Ryan's got his own podcast too. I mean, if you're looking to listen to other teams, there's a podcast for everyone, and there's you know, the, the original shows as well. So make sure to go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. We also got a blog. They also got a store. So make sure to check out that cool stuff. Be so, sure to please. go check out our other co-host, Cat uh, Hunter. Uh, you can find her over on Twitter or X or Twix, as she likes no, to call it. Absolutely <laughs> She's not, not here. I have to throw it in. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't uh, Go follow her over on Instagram and TikTok. Or TikTok. Jeez, I'm, I'm Howie, you're running off on me. Um, <laughs> you can follow her over on Instagram and TikTok over at KVTHunter74. Um, oh, especially man. with the season rolling around too. She's got a lot more really great content uh, coming out as well. Um, me personally, you can follow me over on Twitter at Bailey Curtis and that's Bailey with two Y's. Uh, follow me over on Instagram at Bailey Lynn Curtis. Um, if you're interested in some of my endeavors outside of hurricanes hockey, I work for a wonderful company called field pass hockey and covering the Colorado Eagles up in Loveland. A little bit of a shameless self plug. I covered my first uh, game as credentialed media over the weekend. Uh, Great experience. Um, I appreciate all the support you guys have sent me uh, over the past few days uh, when I kind of talked about it. Um, I, if you're looking to support me even further, please go follow me again over on Twitter at FPH Eagles. I would appreciate all of the support and coverage as I'm kind of getting started on this journey. Um, before getting into everything that Zach has to plug for himself, be sure to follow us over on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the SurgeCast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hi, hello, how you doing? Be sure to hit that big red subscribe button down below. Let us know uh, some of the good things. Uh, we're looking for positivity here. Uh, let us know some of the good things that you've kind of seen uh, in the comments down below and some of the good things that you're noticing uh, from this team so far in the first six games. Um, be sure to hit that like button down below and be sure to hit that bell no- notification icon so you never miss an episode. Yes, we will actually we'll make sure to get the episodes up on YouTube. Yes, yes, I'm working on it. It's gonna happen before episode 100. It'll get there. I promise. If not, at least episode 100 has to be the next yes, video because absolutely. that is a that is a huge thing. We've already recorded with the guest. That's all so I'm gonna say about that. But we are very excited for that episode to drop. It is gonna be giving away too much. Too much fun. Uh, no, I'm not. How? How? You're giving Honestly. away too much. Knowing how crazy our our fans are they're gonna be able to sniff this out dude be careful <laughs> yeah especially moose when he harasses me every other day mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all that is that's all. it that is it that's <laughs> all we're gonna give you guys we're gonna dangle it and then we're gonna take it away all right so here comes my 20 minute spiel of all the crap i have to do <laughs> boom 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 you got it all right uh, <laughs> on X, you can follow me at one true Zach. That's only true Zach is actually spelled out. It's not the number one itself. Instagram side of things, Zach R. Martin 22. A lot more of the hobby stuff if you want to check that um, as well. As like Bailey, I am over at Field Pass Hockey. I cover the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, who just won their home opener on Saturday night against the Norfolk Admirals. So they're 1 0 on the season. Um, 
and Yannick Perez was in net. So there you go. Uh, you can check me over there at FPH Swamp Rapids over on the X side of things. I'm also co-hosting our ECHL flagship show, which is the Coast Cast with Matthew Harding, who's one of our editors for the ECHL, and he covers the Wichita Thunder. So if you want some e- ECHL content, why don't you go check out that podcast? We're two episodes in. Um, also check out the Holy Grail because our friend of the podcast, Sam Wismer, is a host on the AHL podcast. So go check out the Holy Grail because why not? And good friend of the show, Andrew Rinaldi, is also – well, he's been a host there for a while. Yeah. But why not? Why not? And D's, I think D now is one of the other one of the other hosts. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They so. got a good crew over there. Yeah, so make sure to go check them out. Um, I do also cover the Carolina Hurricanes for the Hockey Writers. We are – very deep into this well not very deep into the season but where there's a lot of articles coming out so make sure to check that out um if you guys could go check out the Substack. um i am the manager editor over there um to make sure you know everyone gets the articles if they, they haven't seen them yet you get a nice weekly newsletter every wednesday and saturday which is all the current articles we've had in between those days make sure to go subscribe to that we are going to start doing some paid content stuff too so if you want to get if you want to get some premium content that's only on the paid side of things which is pretty cool it's eight it's eight dollars a month or it's 80 for the whole year but you get some really cool stuff that's coming down the pipeline on that as well that's only for premium content so if you could we appreciate you and there's a referral program if you refer a friend you might get some uh added perks to getting some uh some of your months comped for you so make sure you go check that out as well um, but yes, make sure, and that is uh, on Twitter, it's THW underscore Hurricanes. If you want to check that out, there's links where you can go check out the subscriptions and what goes on for all that stuff as well. Um, but thank you to everyone's listening to the episode. I know we haven't recorded since the 13th, but, you know, I was gone. We kind of wanted to wait until everyone was able to get back together and be able to, you know, do a podcast. So. Which still didn't happen, but hey, we we appreciate you guys. We had to get something out. So. Yeah, we had to, we had to get something out, and hopefully, our we're not going to have so many games in between. <laughs> Thankfully, when you know when the when the AHL isn't scheduling like five games in a week, because of course, but <laughs> it is what it is. But until next week for episode 18 of season three, which would be episode 97. So ever so much closer to 100. Um, I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. And with our co-host, Kat Hunter. We will see you here next time. Episode